Welcome. Um, thank you all for joining. We thought we are going to do a little um, tech talk or a little session about the differences, or not necessarily the differences, but what you need to consider when you need to do an NSX V2T migration in a service provider, so in a vCloud director environment. If any of you have any questions around NSX V2T in a more, let's say, commercial or enterprise environment, we can have a chat afterwards anyway. And Alice just had told me already I shouldn't do any Q&As anymore. <laughs> uh, so um, we will get started. My name is Eve Sanford, but I give Toby the head start for the moment. Yeah. Thanks, Eve. Uh, my name is Tobias Barschek. I'm working uh, for ComDivision as a partner, mainly in the service provider environment or in the service provider stuff uh, related to the whole uh, cloud networking, cloud security part. Good. And over to Eve. Yeah, my name is Eve Sanford, uh, CEO and partner in the ComDivision group. I'm more the solution architect on the on the overhead side, so building the overall cloud stack and then. I have um, I work with Toby and the other guys to to make all the magic happen from that perspective. Also, quickly, um, how do we work? And this shouldn't actually be a surprise for everyone. We we basically separate our work normally in three categories: architect, educate, and operate. We always think that the educate part is one of the key factors because nothing helps you if we design something for you and implement it and then off we go and you have no clue what we do there. So um, that's why we split that, but we don't want to talk that much about us, but more about the technology and what we are trying to solve here. Yes. When we have a look uh, to the whole migration process from NSXV to NSXT, uh, we just separated in a kind of a gender in the three major uh, pitfalls, the migration preparation, and the migration itself. So this is uh, what we need to do. We need uh, to be aware of what can possibly go wrong, more or less everything. We need to uh, prepare for the migration and we need to migrate itself. So have a look at the, the three pitfalls. Mostly, and the most important one, NSXT is not NSXV. So yes, there is something in the naming, Nowadays, VMware also finally changed the name, not call it in anymore NSXT. The final name now is NSX only. But especially when, we can, when it comes to migration from a cloud director perspective, NSXT is absolutely not uh, equaling NSXV. But that applies to nearly everything, also in the commercial space. NSXV and T are not the same product. It's basically like comparing an old Cisco CatOS switch with a new Nexus box. That's two completely different, different designs there as well. Yeah. Talking about design, also this is one of the major pitfalls. That everybody thinks, hey, okay, I just quickly migrate from NSXV to NSXT, and that's it, and without having any design. Since, as I already mentioned, it is a different product, we need to have a new design for NSXT especially some uh, because there are major changes inside NSXT. And last but not least, planning the migration without your customers. You have customers running in a service provider environment, you have your tenants, and you need to inform, because we will have a look why this are so important, but you need to inform your customers, hey, something is changing in our data center, there will be a short interruption maybe, so we need to have here something in mind. Okay, let's start with the first one. Thinking about NSXVs equals NSXT. No, absolutely not. We have the difference on tier zero, tier one versus edge service gateway and distributed logical routing. There is a huge difference in the whole routing stuff, in the whole routing uh, process from NSXV to NSXT. 
Also, what is really important to know and what you need, really need to know is that the distributed firewall works differently in NSXT than it has done or it was working in NSXV. For example, in NSXV, we had the capability of having the distributed firewall also filtering traffic between two virtual machines connected on different segments. This is not possible in NSXT. Ah, this, ah, sorry, this was not possible in NSXV. Um, also, on the other hand, we have the issue that many service providers are using SSL VPN for their tenants, for their clients. This is gone. There is no SSL VPN solution anymore in NSXT, and also there will be no further SSL VPN uh, in NSXT, so we need to have another version or another product. And VMware, as it is today, is not really offering another product. So we can, we need to have a third-party solution uh, for having SSL VPN maybe up and running if we need it. Last but not least, this is more or less already solved, um, is that uh, from NSXV perspective, it was possible to having DNAT, SNAT, and IPsec VPN running on the same public IP address. This is currently not possible with the latest, latest releases of uh, CloudDirector 10.3. 3, 2, 1, uh, I'm, sorry. Not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, and NSX 3.3, uh, but this is solved with the release of CloudDirector 10.4 and uh, NSX 4, because it was, to be honest, it was not really a feature or an issue in uh, NSXT, it is an issue that the Cloud Director UI is not capable of doing DNAT and uh, uh, IPsec VPN with the same public IP address. And the last one is that the integration between vCenter, NSXT, and Cloud Director has been fully changed. Uh, so we know normally when we go to our Cloud Director environment and we create a uh, PVDC with NSXV, everything is prepared, finished. Now, with NSXT, we need to connect Cloud Director to our vCenter, but also to our NSXT manager, which means we maybe need uh, to have new firewall rules in place that vCloud Director or Cloud Director is capable of connecting to our NSXT manager. The other thing over there is what you also need to keep in mind is that NSXT needs to be there before you create your provider VDC. Just saying that because <laughs> we had a case where a service provider sold, but they can later on actually connect an NSXT manager to a provider VDC. That's also not going to work and was a very wonderful lesson for that specific yeah. customer that's, or that's service provider in that case. The second major pitfall is that everybody says, hey, pff, why should I do a new designer? Just taking out NSXV, bringing in NSXT, Finish. No, that's absolutely not true. So you need to create a new design for NSXT with the uh, typical steps, so preparing a test environment, uh, play around with the new stuff. As mentioned, uh, NSXT fully works different, so we need to figure out, hey, what was, what are the changes? Uh, how can we do stuff like we have done it in NSXV? Um, and also the play around will support you in the final migration process because then you know already, hey, okay, when I get an error message talking about that a tier one gateway is not uh, running as expected, yeah, okay, what is a tier one gateway and stuff like this. Um, do not try the migration without any preparation. This will clearly fail, to be honest. The migration tool is nowadays really working well, but if you don't have done any preparation, um, you will clearly fail without the whole migration. And what Eve mentioned just before, 
and one of the important part in the whole design process is we need one, at least one additional uh, provider VDC prepared with NSXT because otherwise we cannot migrate because it is not really an in-place update or stuff like this. It is a lift and shift migration, migrating from a uh, provider VDC backed with NSXV to a provider VDC backed with NSXT. And this not, needs to be done in Cloud Director, not inside NSXT Manager or not inside vSphere or stuff like this. This clearly needs to be done in the Cloud Director environment. This, this is also one of the important information here. Uh, please do not migrate outside from, uh, from your Cloud Director because this will clearly also mess up everything and will not be uh, a working solution. And please do not use the embedded migrator from NSXT because then your whole environment is fully messed up. As mentioned before, um, migration tool is working. Yes, still it is a command line tool, which maybe someone is bothering and say, hey, I would like to have a nice looking GUI. No, it is still an, uh, it is still a command line tool. Nowadays also available on Windows. In the starting point, it was just available for Linux, but nowadays it is also available on Windows. Um, on the other side, uh, we need to talk with our customers. We need to change maybe something in the uh, customer's organization VDC because this is what the migration tool is doing initially. It is doing an, a full assessment and shows you, hey, can we migrate or can we not migrate? Um, migration is done fully with running VMs. So there is no issue that VMs will not be powered on, about off, uh, which also means, on the other hand, for our new provider VDC, we need to have exact hardware. So we cannot do a migration from Intel to AMD as usual, because also here, the migration tool cannot do any uh, new surprises. So we need to have the same hardware architecture. Um, but we need to inform our customer there is a short interruption on the network side. So this is also here very important information. Please do not migrate without telling your customer, hey, uh, today we will change something in our data center. We need to do it because we run out of support. Uh, we need to go to NSXT. There will be might a short interruption. But we will have a look uh, afterwards. I have a virtual uh, demo of the migration itself where the interruption uh, would be and how long does it normally take. Um, and also, on the other hand, why do we need to talk with our customer? The migration tool itself gives you the option that you can call your customer and say, hey, we have now migrated your environment to NSXT or to the new uh, provider VDC. Can you please test before we finally uh, finish the migration? Because if the customer comes back and say, hey, none of my stuff is working, there is also a quick rollback available that you can clearly go back from NSXT, from the new side, to the old side, and then hopefully everything is running again. The migration process itself, uh, as mentioned, this is just a short outcome of the uh, migration tool. So what is the migration tool us showing? Also the name, but I have to put, uh, put out the name, but uh, the UI of uh, the UUID of the customer and the status. So status could be can be migrated, uh, status could be can be migrated but needs additional preparation. Uh, we will cover the, uh, this in the next, on the next slide. Or 
there can be also, and I don't have one, uh, there can be also a clear design saying cannot be migrated. That would be SSL VPN. That's for, no, SSL VPN is something which can be migrated for to be fun. Okay. Yeah, sometimes the tool is also funny. Uh, for example, if the um, current organization VDC is not utilizing anything from NSXV, then it is a clear no-go because then Cloud Director or the migration tool says, hey, what should I do with this, with this organization? Related to what Eve just mentioned, um, from, from a perspective, so the, the tables, let me quickly go back, the tables go, uh, the rows go here forward or forward. Um, so we see, for example, here we have one customer using SSL uh, VPN, uh, another customer has configured syslog on his edge service gateway. So these are some kind of showstoppers in the migration process. Okay, we know there is no SSL VPN, then we need to talk to the customer and say, hey, Okay, we need to migrate you from NSXV to NSXT, but uh, SSL VPN is gone. We have a new solution. It's called whatever you name it. Um, and uh, we will migrate you, and we will now disable the SSL VPN access on your old environment, and then we can uh, migrate the customer. Um, the migration process itself. So let's have a look what we have. We are have in the starting point. We have a traditional organization VDC, so we have our customer. Our customer is, is using uh, our, his edge service gateway. The edge service gateway is connected to my distributed logical router, and we have a bunch of VMs. So normal uh, cloud director environment, what we have uh, or what we um, uh, know nowadays. On the other hand, what needs to be already prepared up front is we have created a new PVDC backed by NSXT. We have deployed our T0 gateway. Our T0 gateway is connected to our uh, external network. This needs to be already done upfront. This will not be done by the migration tool. This needs to be done by us as a service provider. Otherwise, we cannot migrate. Okay, we have the migration tool uh, running. We say, okay, finally, we can go with this uh, kind of customer, we would like to migrate him. So the first thing what the migration tool is doing in the background is all of our networks, or all of the networks the customer has used, will be automatically generated in the new uh, organization VDC uh, running on NSXT. So this is the first step. The second step is that we come in with our new tier one gateway which is the replacement of the edge service gateway from uh, NSXV perspective. Doing the configuration like it has been done on NSXV, fully automated, so we don't need to do here anything manually. So the, all of the stuff will be transferred or handed over to the new tier one gateway. But at the moment, our tier one gateway don't have any kind of downlink. So the new created networks are just there. Uh, and will be extended to NSXT. How will be the extent done? What we also need to prepare upfront are two dedicated, at least two, it depends how many networks a customer have, at least two um, edge uh, gateways in NSXT for bridging, because NSXT, and this is also a huge difference between NSXV and NSXT, 
The bridging was also there in NSXV, but this was the bridging was always done on the host. In NSXT, the bridging is done on an edge node. So one of the first steps the migration tool is doing, taking our new networks and bridge the new networks back to our VXLAN networks. So also here, from a design perspective, one important information, those three guys need to be running on our NSXV cluster. They cannot run on the NSXT cluster because they have no connectivity to the old network. So these three guys need to be running on the NSXV cluster. Then we can extend the new, newly created networks to the, old, to the old networks. So we have already now a bridge connectivity between NSXV and NSXT. So we, what we are doing technically is talking Geneve or bringing, uh, bringing VXLAN to Geneve, nothing more. So now we have the bridging done. Uh, now the next step of the migration tool is cutting the external connectivity. So this is the part where we have a short interruption because the migration tool, first of all, needs to uh, deconnect, uh, disconnect, not deconnect, disconnect our uh, edge service gateway from NSXV, bring the tier one gateway online inside uh, NSXT. So there is a short interruption. And then the whole traffic runs outbound via NSXT. So we, now we have a final connectivity. Now we can test everything. And this is also the part where the migration tool firstly stops and really test if the external connectivity is uh, capable. So what the migration tool is doing is trying to reach uh, from our uh, tier zero gateway VMs still running on NSXV and says, ah, okay, everything is online, everything is connected. Okay, we can move on. And now the second uh, phase comes in. The second phase is just a V-motion, just a V-motion, yeah. Uh, every motion from the um, OVDC backed by NSXV to the new organization VDC or to the new provider VDC running on top of NSXT. Also here, depends what uh, you would like to achieve and what you would like to do. If there is some storage changes also involved that we need really to do not only a V motion, that we need to do an SV motion, so migrate the whole storage. It depends how long the migration can uh, will take because we need to transfer all of the environment in one shot to the new uh, uh, to the new data center or to the new organization we see. So, uh, if the question comes up, how long does a migration normally take? The answer is, as always, it depends. So it depends how long uh, a migration will take because I don't know how many amount of data need to be transferred. If you just talk about vMotion, okay, we know normally a vMotion process takes 30 seconds, maybe up to two, three minutes. So then the migration really will be much quicker. And then the migration will be stopped and really stopped. So then the migration tool says, hey, I have done my first work. Uh, now please call the customer and ask the customer um, if everything is as expected. So then the customer comes in and can test, hey, my organization VDC is running, everything is there, my VMs are still there, hopefully. Uh, I have external connectivity, I have uh, internal connectivity, all my services are up and running, and gives you the information back. Okay, everything fine, everything is uh, running as expected. 
and then the last step of the migration tool comes in, then the migration tool finally will fully clean up the old environment. So the uh, organization will be deleted on NSXV, the newly created organization on NSXT will be renamed to the old name, but also here, one important information for those who are using a third-party backup solution, organization uh, unique IDs still be the same, but since we're changing the cluster below, maybe your third-party backup solution like Veeam, like Commvault, whatever you have, maybe is not able to backup from a vCenter perspective, because in, from a vCenter perspective, it is a set of new virtual machines. Um, yeah, and that's it. Then we have migrated all of our uh, NSXV backed stuff to NSXT. We are finished. And then we can move on with the next customer, with the next organization VDC. So also here from a uh, migration perspective, the migration itself can be only done uh, within a single organization VDC. You cannot have say, okay, I would like to migrate um, more than one uh, VDC. It is always a single organization VDC. But I think that's also an important point, is you can take one customer by another over to the new um, structure. And I think one of the things which we have seen, which many service providers do as well, is that you utilize the same process or actually do at the same point a complete hardware refresh. So you take every of your customers from your old existing hardware infrastructure, which might be two, three years old, you set up the new cluster, the new target environment, and actually build that with a new infrastructure. Maybe it's going even to switch to vSAN and, and all kinds of other things. And you use this one transformation moment to actually bring your customers from an old infrastructure to a completely new infrastructure. And that then also opens up the door for new services, which you can potentially yeah. build on top of that. And, and also what has been introduced with the migration tool 1.3 something uh, is originating. It was also uh, only possible doing the migration in the same vCenter. Now with the latest release of the migration tool, we can change vCenter as well. So this is also really something which is helping us now to do an easier migration because many customers still, uh, many service providers still running on 6.7, which is fine. But they say, hey, okay, now I go all in with uh, uh, vSphere 7 maybe in a few week, couple of weeks with vSphere 8, um, then, okay, I don't need to update my current vCenter. I will really deploy a whole bunch of new stack, bringing in vSun, bringing in whatever, uh, and then do the migration. But this is something which is a couple of weeks old that we now can also change uh, vCenter in the whole migration process. Since we are not allowed, but still it is there, there is the QA. <laughs> but Alistair is gone, we can still but, throw that. <laughs> but we are, we are absolutely perfectly in the timing. Uh, if you have any question. Uh, Please feel free to drop us, a, drop us a message over any of the social media's email. Or, or we are here around the conference still until tomorrow evening, yep. at least most of us. So um, find us, grab us, talk to us.